0: You're watching Rats, the Star Wars podcast. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome back to the Mole Rats podcast. It's it's been a bit. It's not that long. It's been a week. It, it's been a bit since we've we've been on and doing this. Uh, We are very excited to finally talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We haven't watched the other episodes, despite them being out. Truth, yeah, we, uh, you know, as we've said before, life happens, and, um, you know, different things in both of our lives have taken us away from getting together to do this. Um, So I'm very excited to get talking about it. So, um, some people, you probably have watched this a few weeks ago. Um, but we hope to get caught up here this week, probably. With, you Hopefully. know, but tomorrow they're premiering part four. You know, we're just uh. getting ready to talk about part one. So, uh, but we're really excited with what we saw overall. Now we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the first episode. So for those that have seen it, um, this will make sense. If you haven't seen it, Obi Wan, go watch Obi Wan first, uh, part one. Don't listen then, to us. And then listen to us. Then listen to us. But uh, no, I've been looking forward to sit down across from you with this. You've been looking forward? I have been looking forward. Aw, that's awesome. Less than you, but I have been looking forward. Less than... Well, again, life happens and, and we get distracted, but uh, it's nice to come back and play in this yes. world. Because um, it's been a few months since Boba Fett, you know, and even more months since Mando, you know, wrapped up. Many uh, months. Many, many months. Um, so it's nice to uh, have something new to talk about. Um, well, what were your thoughts right off the bat? You know, um, what do you want to discuss? It's a very different show. It's not, it doesn't feel like The Mandalorian, like Wild West, but it doesn't feel like Boba Fett with, like, the flashback and memories. Like, it doesn't, it feels like the whole show is stuff that needs to be addressed rather than the flashbacks of Boba Fett were the things that needed to be addressed, like how he gets out of the Sarlacc, but now it's, like, we start right on the attack on the Jedi Temple. And then we move right into the story. Like, there's no time into present day. Present day, yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree completely there that uh, we have to get into. Everybody wants to know what does Obi Wan do on Tatooine, right? And Nothing. we and we can imagine he's been doing the same thing every day for ten, ten years. years. Um, you know, we saw at least three times cycle through where he's at that meat processing plant, which do we agree that. Is probably a crate dragon. It's the it's a different color from the one in the Marshall. Could it, could it be more decomposed? Sure, probably. I don't know. It had more stegosaurus type. Wouldn't it like dorsal spoil? fins? Because like you pointed out, they came from the back to the front. Yeah. When all the meat be in the front, why wouldn't you start at the front? Well, when we saw it blow up in the <laughs> you know before it, it was all gutted, but if you look back, you can see a long trough, the length of this thing, um, and that was just a trench at this point so i can just see them processing it from the tail up to the head how do you keep it from spoiling in the I desert feel like it would spoil maybe the lack okay this is not enough salt would cure that not enough salt it's definitely drying out um but yeah I, I don't know i don't know you know you normally think things have to be iced um you know they're not making jerky there um but uh it's a cool little process so anyways yes uh I feel also it's very different from the other, um, you know, Star Wars shows so far, even though we still have questions that need to be addressed. Um, And maybe there are questions that we really don't know other than just that one of what does he do Mm -hmm. and does he stay there the whole time? Now, as we've talked about before. There was a book called Kenobi that was written in the last 10 years that specifically focuses on this time and this one particular story, era, other characters. Nothing I saw in this first episode even remotely sniffs the type of things that were in the book. Was that new Disney canon yeah. or they're just trying to push past it? I think it's considered legend. So okay. I think it was, yeah, not canon anymore. Um, but it's the same thing of does he or does he not uh, act? and you know you see him the very first time in the meat processing plant when the the guy in front of him only gets paid half and then he walks away and obi-wan still hasn't even talked yet you know mm-hmm. the first thing he talks to is uh tikka you know the Jawa later uh and then the big dude just like what what do you, you know got something to say and you just see obi-wan's eyes and he's had 10 years of probably swallowing his pride um and Really sacrificing everything that he is and was solely for the protection of Luke, um, and we're going to jump around in our talks here. Um, but you know, even towards the very end, when when Bail Organa talks to him, you know, and he says, you know, it, it you know, we need, you need to have one more fight, you know, you got to fight for her. She is just as important as Luke, and he knows that the Luke isn't the only reason he's there. He's there because you screwed up. And you are scared and timid and gun-shy, you know, in order to – it's not really guns, you know, but, um, you know, doesn't want to go out and and do this. And, you know, when he digs up the lightsabers, it was almost pained to do so. And then he he slowly opens them up. And when you saw those lightsabers, for anybody that knows the story and the journey, you look at those lightsabers and now – Beyond just the, li- the movie showing of that, through the Clone Wars cartoons, through the sequels that we know that, that those sabers are going to go on down the road. Look, all of the heroics and the life and death and even the killing of all those kids, you know, with <laughs> that lightsaber that's sitting uh-huh. there. Um, there's just a lot in, um, you know, just looking at it, the symbolism of what those truly stand for. It's not just a weapon. A common person would see a lightsaber, okay, and then us, you just see it, and you're like, there's so much history to those particular blades. Um, Yeah, so I mean, uh, you, you and I both had a reaction, and we'll go back and jump through it, so no, you know, chronology, but at the very end when he decides whether to go or not, he's there, he's debating, he's at the ship ready to leave the town, and that woman goes, well, you know. Coming or not. You know what I mean? Coming or not. And he hands her the money, the the chit, whatever. And then he puts it back in his pocket. The camera POV is behind him. And he just pushes it to the side, puts the money in the pocket, and the lightsaber's dangling. A gun flash. A gun flash. It's the same way that Qui-Gon in Phantom Menace does and little Anakin goes, I saw your laser sword. You must be a Jedi. And, you know, he just flashes it. But – for 10 years, this man has been hiding. He even, you know, almost, you know, you know, uh, that the, what was that guy's name? Nari, the Jedi who tracked him down in the desert? Yeah. He was pretty much, I'm not Kenobi, I'm Ben. You've made a mistake. I, I'm Ben. You know, so he's denied himself three times, you know, so it's a very biblical illusion in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just find that interesting that he just readily flashes. And just that little flash, your reaction was the same. What what did you say? Such an idiot. Such an idiot. And I laughed. You've been waiting 10 years and you're so scared and yep. like you're hiding out. You're scared when Owen's talking about hating the Jedi. And then you're showing it off. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah, it's just like, you know what? Conceal that a little bit more. I was like, my thought was, is he ballsy? or stupid and then you said what an idiot and I'm like I laughed because exactly I feel, I believe it's the same way but it is a good little show to tell you okay he's accepted this this mission and very excited to see where it goes with the next episode I mm-hmm. uh, apologize for anybody that uh, is listening to this that has already watched the next two episodes or three by the time you get around to this one um, but uh, we'll do our best to hopefully stay on uh, stay on the ball and not get too ridiculous yeah. with our ideas um, the opening. Can we go back to at least the opening? Yes. Um, we noticed some differences there. You know, with the you know the Star Wars kind of neon pictogram that they have at the very beginning. Well, before that, oh, before the Lucasfilm even... intro is isn't like green or whatever color green. it was. It's like sand yellow. It's the sandy kind of how they blow in and blow out it's the intro. Yeah. So mm-hmm. definitely different, and I I do like how it's not the same. Yeah. Boba Fett, you knew even before Mando showed up. You, you had a feeling that this was trying to be in the same vein of that this i'm going on a limb going to say that this is going to play out more like a movie mm-hmm. than any of those others because mando is still very episodic meaning in the first season he could be th- yes the through line is i got to get the baby like, to you, somewhere you could watch it stand but though. there was a prison break episode <laughs> yeah right and then there was some other little you know thing shenanigans that goes on um, and it's very episodic, and that's kind of controlled with a through line. Um, I think this is all just going to be one big story where it could be like a, well, there's going to be part six parts, so this is part one. We don't even get titles, do we? Well, that's interesting, though, parts. Why not episodes? Do you think it could mean more along with what I'm just talking about? Yeah. that That what? it's like, this is a if they're 45 minutes an hour, this is going to be a four and a half hours of visuals. So maybe it's like two, hour, uh, two big movies all together into one. Mm. So it's like, we're just going to break this up into parts. Like, Book of Boba Fett was chapters. Yeah. Um, I think it was chapters for Mando too. I don't know. They're yeah, different yeah. Words even if we call them, you know, episodes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that this whole, this movie is called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. And if we broke it up with, other little phrasings, etc. I think that it would, you know, could uh, I don't know, diminish is the wrong word, but uh, take away from the overall scope. So, and again, this is just based on 45 minutes yeah. of viewing and, and our guess of it. Um, so we had, if we think about it in one big plot structure, uh, we got a ton of exposition. We got the the emergence of new characters. You know, little Leia. Uh, I made a bit. I made a bit of a note. Do you think this Leia is the equivalent of Grogu in the yes, Mandalorian. I think it's gonna be the same plot device. How cute, yeah, adorable was she? You know the gaps in the teeth. Um, you know, hugs her mom and pickpocket, and she's mom. I'm so sorry for, and she's pickpocketing I her can feel to you get did. her uh, little droid, which is also cute, Lola, um, and Lola's it, not even child safe. Why? Because of the blade? Yes, she has saw blades on command hard to two had blades and stuff? Well, but this is for a little kid. It is for a little kid. Yeah, the princess. It is someone the could hack it and assassinate her. Yes, <laughs> I, I guess they could. I, it's just not safe for a child. Would you give your child something that has saw blades and? Sentience? Here's my thing. I think that Lola has a built-in tracking GPS device. I think so. In a way, they chipped Leia, and that's how Brea, uh, which is her it, mom, though? at the end. Yeah, but that's how they found her in the woods. Oh. She's either in the cellar, in the kitchen, uh, or in the woods. Um, anyways, that I, I think that that could be a, a little yeah. cute way. But she's adorable, and we get to see Bale. I was excited to see Bale Organa. Mm-hmm. Now we did see him briefly, Very briefly in Rogue One. You know, so he got a little cameo walking out of the shadows. You know, with their own Yavin, getting ready to you know go shoot the Death Star. Uh, not to, oh my gosh, not the Death Star. To steal the Death Star plans. Uh, on Scarif, um, but yeah, so we get those characters. I really dug. Uh, what do you think about Owen, Owen Lars? What were your thoughts overall concerning that character? Maybe continuation of. What are your thoughts about him in general from the other movies? I don't. I don't really know. He looks very similar to how he did at the end of prequels, which, which is I amazing because it's, it's twenty years. Yeah. In real life, it's only yeah, yeah, you yeah. know ten in, in Star Wars. Um, the sands of time they're so right old now. well they're real yeah he's owen is gonna Ten have years. to get really old yeah. and obi-wan's got to turn into alleganis in the next nine years so no. something bad it's weathered um i don't well we don't really get much of owen ever well, really uh leading up to this episode i would agree yeah um you get him well, as what that I mean, like. this in a uh, new hope the only time we see him before he gets burnt to a crisp You just see him as kind of the the father figure, obviously. Raising him, I need your help, put off college for another year, or the academy, all of that. And then when we see this this character back in uh, uh, Attack of the Clones, he barely talks. He goes, well, I guess I'm your brother then, you know, to Anakin. So he's nothing. But right away when Obi-Wan is spying on them, which did you notice Obi-Wan's gloves? Yeah, fingerless biking biker gloves. It was just, I thought, what a unique fashion statement for Tatooine. You need those fingertips exposed. <laughs> but we have, uh, you hear him yelling for Luke, and goes Luke, Luke. It sounded identical to when the older one is yelling to Luke, and they find out no, Luke went off with the droids. You uh-huh. know, because our two rolled away. But I'm like, okay. And then his big scene, uh, really back in the city where he approaches Obi Wan. And as we see in the trailer, what, you're going to train him? You want to train him just like you did his father? You know, yeah. oh, snap. You know, that Whoa. type of thing. But I really thought that this is a ballsy dude, how he doesn't back down from Reva. And we'll talk about the Inquisitors. But, I mean, she threatens straight up threatens him and his family. And all he has to do is point to Obi-Wan over there yeah. in the shadows. But he's still loyal knows what knows what's right or wrong whether he believed i think he was truthful he doesn't like jedi Mm -hmm. they're vermin whatever but um i don't know i just really saw a strong character in somebody that we never really got to to know much about definitely and i doubt he's gonna be a big player in this but i mean he's not gonna go and wield a blaster and fight alongside (laughs) Wan. he's a farmer honestly I'd be surprised if Obi Wan used a blaster. Which, well, in the trailer, so uncivilized. Right. Using a blaster, we see it in the teaser, Um, so that that's that's gonna happen. No. Well, he used it to beat up Grievous. That's what shot him. That's how he broke. That's why he said so uncivilized. So uncivilized. He had to use it. He did. So, uh, but now he's got his lightsaber. So, but you just can't, just can't hide when you use those things. Mm -hmm. Did you notice anything about the lightsaber usage in this? Did it spark anything no to me it just seemed like extra cool I thought they were brighter um, I don't know if it's that we didn't get really any lightsabers in dark outside saber. of the white sabers of ahsoka um, but a dark saber I don't know the green at the beginning if we go back to the beginning you know we start with an we get to see order 66 mm-hmm. uh, from inside the temple and we see this amazing Jedi fight and fight and protect the kids um, but that's just the my favorite lightsaber isn't red even though that's my favorite color but it's the the luke green lightsaber in jedi and hers was just like that reva's red was just like pulsating almost like kylo's in in a way not crackling and popping but it just i don't know and it was more pointy than i see other things the opening scene like with order 66 it Mm -hmm. felt like I don't know why, but like how it was staged and how it looked, it felt like a live show at Disney or something. How it was like all flippy and acrobatic, but it looked real. It did. And the camera was moving mm-hmm. like it was a ride or something. If you go back and look at it, uh, it starts in the room, and then a couple come in and shoot, and she protects them, mm-hmm. and then she goes, "Come on!" And, and the camera goes. We it's... are the POV shot mm-hmm. where we go and are are in it as them, which kind of made you fearful because you're like, "Okay, things don't go well for the Jedi." And then the kids over the dead Jedi are like, well, what do we do now? And one of them says, we run, run. which is what all the Jedi that survive do. And then that goes right into, you know, the credits and, and moving along. Um, but I really enjoyed seeing that uh, the battle play out there. Um, and oh, at the very, very beginning, when people hit the skip recap, I thought they did a nice in what, two minutes, three minutes very good. to really summarize the prequels Um, So, yes, I think you should watch the prequels before you see Obi-Wan. But if you're a person who hates the prequels. Right. And and you're like, man, I don't want to do six hours before I go into this. It's three minutes. It's perfect. It's everything. It really showed you. I thought it was really well done. And I don't know if you noticed then, but also when he has his dream and his nightmare Mm -hmm. um, and a similar bunch of clips, all of those shots were shot 20 years ago or more. Right, yeah, and they looked like they were just shot for this. They were very high quality. I don't quality. know if they had, and yes, you know George Lucas shot those on digital, so he, he got away from you know prints, mm-hmm. but it they just it just looked really wonderful, and especially when people say that the prequels are so lazily CGI'd and stuff, um, it didn't. It didn't feel. Like it, it didn't feel like it at all. So, um, good. You want to talk about Inquisitors a little bit? Give us a little bit of background on. On those from our what we know about from Rebels? Yes. The Inquisitors have been mentioned a few times, especially in like Star Wars Rebels, I think that's what it was. I think that was the main presence. Yeah. Yeah. They were like the bad, bad guys, besides sometimes Thrawn. Now can you remind me, do they have force powers? We should know this. But they're not they are not Sith. I don't feel like they are displayed in the cartoon like they are in Kenobi, but maybe the inquisitor grand inquisitor i don't know they here's the thing guys they are not sith they are specifically not sith but but they're they're recruited by the dark side with so it's almost like the dark acolytes and things like that Mm -hmm. in some of the the comics and things so maybe we'll figure that out in the next couple of episodes if they you know have the force yeah i don't know um sorry all they do their main purpose is to go out and hunt and kill all the jedi very simple. They've been doing it for a very long time. Right. They said they were hunting for 10 years. They still haven't killed all of them. Yes. And the Reva, um, who is sister, what do we say she was? Third sister. Si- third sister. Yes. Okay. Now, there is a, from back to what you were talking about, Nolan, the Grand Inquisitor mm-hmm. in the cartoons, then fifth brother, which is the, the gentleman we see here. No, where's oh, he? Gosh darn it. I'm yes. getting the numbers. It's... it's Fifth brother, third sister, Grand Inquisitor. And Grand Inquisitor. Okay. Because I was remember distinctly that there was a um, – wait, he's fifth brother. Yes. Fifth brother, fifth third, brother sister. third sister. So then do you remember the spider lady? I do. Yeah. That's the one that I'm getting confused with. I think she was – I'm looking her up. I think she was like the seventh sister or something. It doesn't matter. The point being that there's this group of Inquisitors who go around and hunt Jedi. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Um, So, um, the Grand Inquisitor, he really didn't play too much into this first episode. Yes, authority figure. Yes, Yes, you should fear me. Uh, What do you think about him? And we can talk about characterization as well as aesthetics, if you like. But how they look, things like that. They look weird. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Can't elaborate any? I can't. Well, the Grand Inquisitor guy in the cartoon he's very like tall head very slender but now it's like stubbier which i guess is fine just to fix like just to fit to the actor right but I it's like cad bane for me it just looks like kind of weird okay and not really in my mind how it should because and here's the thing we're not with cad bane he was a cartoon translated to real life yeah we've seen these characters before in attack of the nope revenge of the sith on uh udapa where that where yes okay there yeah. is the one and and uh the main character of uh, the, the the mayor or whatever his name was like tion medrone or something to that effect but he had a high collared red black like robe but really st- almost like the cone heads um almost um but so the grand inquisitor in the cartoon was similar to that um, you know, but uh, I think their species was, a uh, Utapau, so, uh, Pauan, P-A-U-A-N. Um, and so it doesn't quite look the same, but I dug his eyes. Um, his little ear muffs were kind of intriguing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It I looked, noticed those. They were so yeah. weird. But I thought he had a really stern presence. So I mm-hmm. thought overall he was a pretty sharp characterization. I wish that it could have looked more like, it looked all right before the lines weren't as defined like on his down forehead. his face yeah. And, yeah yeah um do you know what race he is what species powen okay udapau oh, is his, oh, oh. Is, it was he, his, he so doesn't look like the udapau guys he looked exactly like the guy that i just described no the one who whispers to, to obi-wan they are here with thousands of battle droids well then you have an army it's about ready to fight so that's the one guy on, on Utapau that he engages with. You say Utapau and I think of Camino. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> they look nothing like Caminoans. <laughs> so I'm are sorry. you thinking of Tan Wee? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they yes, they look nothing like the Caminoans. I did find that, that um, you know, I would have loved Jason Isaacs, the guy who did the voice. Uh, you know uh, Draco Malfoy's dad, you know in the Harry Potters and the, the bad guy and patriot. Mm-hmm. He kept referring to the bar as a saloon. Ooh. Why not a cantina? I don't know. Do they ever refer to them as cantinas, I or is that, it just because be we consider the, it cantinas? Did they ever say cantina? I don't think I mean, they ever said cantina for like for the the bar, but well, a maybe saloon. it's named a cantina. I don't know. Maybe it was just more proper. I just saw that. I'm like, oh, I wish it had been Cantina. Yeah. You know, the Cantina band, the Cantina. Um, good so, uh, question. So Reva definitely. We see her get reprimanded a number of times in this. She's like a hot shot something that you know. Her, uh, she's the third sister and the fifth brother. Yep. They've been searching for Jedi, or in her mind, searching for uh, Obi Wan for ten years. Why does she hate Kenobi? Why? Why? I'm sure if you watched the second or third episode. Yeah, yeah can we, we can we, what do you think though? Um, I wrote a note here so if you can stretch, I yeah. want to see what trying to figure it out. It's right after she threatens Owen mm-hmm. Oh, yes the fifth uh, fifth brother goes, what will you gain by capturing him? And she says what I'm owed Uh-oh. I think that's a line that's going to come back. What did he do? I mean, Jedi didn't run around kill people, but was there a collateral damage? Something happened in one of the Clone Wars, you know? Possibly. That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's probably a reference to some obscure Clone Wars episode. Clone Wars episode, or even in you know, uh, gosh, uh, Attack of the Clones, when they're fighting around. You know, uh, fighting uh, Zam Wessel and chasing her through the streets, and then they wreck the speeder. Maybe somebody died, or she's related to Zam, or yeah. I don't know. But I'm just really curious where this hate comes from. Um, and I'm glad that she, I'm glad her partner, the fifth, God, this is gonna drive me nuts, fifth brother. Fifth brother I'm glad he doesn't share it. And I'm glad that the Grand Inquisitor doesn't share her obsession. That makes her unique. It makes her special, and her hate's going to be a lot different than everybody else's. So her decisions, whether good or bad, um, she's not going to necessarily be able to be rational in the moment. No. Okay. And we see that she's the one who puts the hit, the kidnap hit, out on Leia. Yeah. Um. Now, Jedi are predictable. So yeah, Jedi are predictable, as the Grand Inquisitor yep. said. They're Jedi gonna, code is an itch. They're gonna. They need to scratch it. They can't sit back and do nothing. Okay. Yes. Right before you talk, I'm sorry. No, perfect. That, that whole Jedi code is an itch where he's in the saloon and he's all, like, accusing everybody. Yes. It felt very like the Orient Express. That's not what I'm thinking about. Any movie with Kenneth Branagh, yeah, Her- Death on the Nile. whatever. was what it? Hercule Her- Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Oh, you're right. And it just felt like yeah. he's accusing them all, and it's like his grand plan in his mind is. Or kind Sherlock, of, in a way, where he's deducing, yeah, he's and... analyzing it all, and then the scratches on the wall from the lightsaber. Yeah. Wait, there were scratches on the wall. Yeah. You didn't see that. No. Okay, we'll need to watch this again. Okay, so there was. He points at the scratches on the wall, and they're like right next to the Jedi guy in disguise. No way. Okay no I believe yeah totally because he said that there was a confrontation there was something yep. here um, and the whole time you think it's Obi-Wan obviously and so then you see that it's you know the different Nari the other or, guy. Or, or whatever now this is interesting when Nari tracks down Obi-Wan you know and he goes oh, Master Jedi you know you used to be a great Jedi and you can see the pain in this man I'm Ben you're mistaken mm-hmm you need to bury this, you know, and I, I just, for somebody who has done so much and given up so much and personally takes, I mean, he even fails at talking to Qui-Gon, he sits up from his nightmares, Qui-Gon, Master Qui-Gon? I bet he'll do that at some point. Oh, he'll he's got to hit yeah. it at some point. He's got to do it. But that means that for 10 years, remember the last time we see Yoda with Obi-Wan, he said, you know you're going to be able to I want to teach you how to talk with your you know long lost what was that called friend it's like something mortis mortem I don't know there was a name to the skill that you told me about oh I I don't remember but it's uh you know talking to him in the afterlife you know the post mortem or whatever and um but it's uh it'll be interesting so I think that it's safe to say that we're going to get a a Liam Neeson cameo as a force ghost hopefully or at least a voice but hopefully they can you know he can spend an afternoon on set you know and film his stuff um good good uh i what do you think about Alderon? i didn't i never knew what it looked like yeah Nobody so what, knew what, it so what looked do you think like. though i think it looks pretty cool yeah i think like i well they talk they talk so much about her being a senator well leia i mean and like Ruling all over everybody, but like, does the word senator mean like president or something? No, it's just representative. Like, just that's a it. senator. That's it. I don't, they make such a big deal. They about do. It. It's not like they're the president of it, but they're a high ranking. She's a princess. Are they like the queen and king. Yeah, that's a great question. I just don't understand. Yeah, it. so if they're gonna rule, why does she have to go to the senate to rule if she can just rule here? Yeah. Well, she's smart, and you know he's a senator, so a family thing. But I thought it was gorgeous because the only time we ever really see it is in that short scene when baby Leia uh-huh. is handed off at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, I like how it's a stark contrast to the to rough and dirty and bleak and hot and sweaty uh, Tatooine. Uh-huh. And then we get beautiful mountains around, you know, it's almost like uh, in New Zealand around, you know, Lord of the Rings and then these beautiful white towers and. It is just peaceful. It's beautiful. And so when she says, when the Death Star gets ready to go blown up, you know, you know, we're peaceful. We have no weapons. You know, don't don't do this. So next time you ever watch the Death Star blow up Alderaan, I challenge you not to think about this scene. You know, the, the these moments. Um, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we get to see little Leia, and we talked a bit. Uh, you know, very intelligent. You know, she has that jerky older cousin who's very rude to her, and. Yeah puts her in his place because you're not really one of us and then she puts him in his place and yet they force her to apologize to him um, because they're the guests and you're not supposed to but we see intelligence we see that she's been able to read people read people and motivations and why are you being the way you are so she's very worldly for a 10 year old Right? Yeah. Ten. Um, and so I thought it was just a wonderful introduction. Um, what do you think about her kidnapping scene? Oh, God. It's a little comical it was, in its yeah, own it way, way, right? right like, and that's okay. She's a little girl. Of course, it's like her woods where she spends all her time. Sure. And she's a kid and they're like adults. But how is she outrunning running them? Tiny little sticks. No. no Well, sense. we see one person trip. Oh, yeah. another run into a tree. Oh, it's like, don't. okay. It's so... Like okay. Struggling to crawl through a bush. She had an amazing slide. She'd have been yeah. safe at second, you know, underneath one of those things. But, uh, but there's a man, the the leader of the kidnap. When I saw him, I yelled "Flee" because it's the basis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So if nobody knows him from that, maybe they know him from Back to the Future too. The one that's in the future, uh, and he's the one. Uh, his name is Needles. He's the one who uh, Marty's boss the one who ends up getting them fired because they do some insider trading and the one who calls him chicken so he gets in his wreck. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm just like, <laughs> that's Flea, you know, uh, and usually he's shirtless and he looks exactly – he's aged very well if I think about it. You know, for 30 years he's bald and usually shirtless just play, you know, playing the bass. But uh, it was neat to see him. I um, And I guess a lot like Mando and Boba Fett, they can bring in – a cameo here or there uh-huh. uh, for fun and and it is fun for those that recognize them um, but we do see that Riva uh, the third sister is the one who um, you know got the ball rolling with this um, you know this kidnapping and she says you know Obi-Wan will come she doesn't know that this is a Skywalker she no. doesn't know it's Darth Vader's kid um, she just knows well Obi-Wan was friends with Bail Organa so he'll come out of retirement and help and so that's where we're heading to. Uh, what was the name of the planet? Daiyu. Daiyu. Yeah. Daiyu. I think in the trailers that's going to be the the nighttime rooftops. Yes. Lasers you know, like and shooting. Um. I've heard some people talk about it's kind of like a like a Hong Kong ish. Um, huh. you know, just with the the scenery and such. So, I'm okay. um, looking forward to that. This wasn't in this episode. No. But how do you think we're gonna work Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader? Okay. Is he going to be on Dayu making a guest appearance? Is he going to be there an episode, or is he going to be like the big yeah? Dad? We're going to look really, really foolish if majority of our audience already knows it's this answer. The but next episode. I still think, I don't think, or maybe I don't even want Obi Wan to to fight him. I don't think they should fight. He doesn't but... even know Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. I don't think. Right, he left Anakin to die on the. You know, maybe he's smart enough. He figured out. Well, did he turn some other Jedi? Well, hold on. He knew. He got to see the holovid after. Remember when him and uh, uh, Obi Wan and, and Yoda went back and watched the holovid, and so they saw Palpatine say, "Rise, Lord Vader." So, in you know, maybe he's heard of Darth Vader at this point, and has made the connection that Anakin survived, or. He's going to have that realization at some point. I, I yeah. don't know. I just, as we talked about it in the previous episodes when we were brainstorming for this, there is a line in A New Hope when they finally duel and he kills Obi-Wan that he says, you know, the last time we met, you know, you were the master, you know, only a master of evil, Darth. and now I'm the master, only the master of evil, Darth. And so that, that's alluding to the last time that they met was on Mustafar. Okay. So maybe they don't meet. Be... So maybe they don't. It's a separate story. I, maybe. Um, maybe Reva secretly working with him. Maybe that's part of her motivation. I mean, aren't they Inquisitors? They're Inquisitors. But maybe Darth has told her something that Obi-Wan killed your father, you know, or something. And then so she's trying to kill. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I just see him as being more of a boss um, in charge, you know, similar to what we – You know, seeing rebels or Sam, yeah, Thrawn. I hope we see him fighting, but other than him just strolling around, and oh, a battle shows up, so I'm gonna go Rogue One on everybody. I want more Rogue One fights. I just don't old. Yeah, New Hope. Because he's newish. He's still ten, right? He's still ten years of Darth Vader, Mm -hmm. so it's he should be moving pretty long, pretty well through that. Um. So I don't know. Do do you have any thoughts? You just want to see him fight more? Yeah. That's Uh, it.
1: Well, that's fair.
0: Well, I, I want him to show up, and I want more of this is where the fun begins. Um, you And I want more <sighs> I hate the sand. Um, yeah. See, I'm not sure you're going to hear, I still hate the sand. You know, I don't think any of that <laughs> is going to happen. But... Um, just my, a last couple of things. I really like seeing, uh, you know, uh, Ben's, um, you know, his new dwelling. It's not that hermit hut yet. It's just yeah. some cave. He, what did he bury? Some R two unit or something? That's his alarm. Something, yeah. That it pops up like it's an R two head, um, and it and then so he knew when Bale showed up because it was red, so somebody was there. I like his relationship with the Jawa that explains everything about how he can get stuff and deal and barter. Um, we were wondering about that town. Um, I don't think it's Mos Eisley. It's yeah, not I, Mos Espa. You said Anchorhead. Well, the only reason I say I think it's Anchorhead is because the the Jawa, the Jawa says I could smell you from Anchorhead. And so, let's just go with Anchorhead until we hear otherwise. Okay. Because we're just establishing more, you know, cities in this uh on this planet. Um but I did like the toy. The toy plane yeah. which we don't even have to see, but it's an Easter a good egg to Luke Skywalker in A New Hope when he's talking to the droids, he's just kind of holding and flying around this model plane. It looks like a Almost like a Lambda shuttle, um, you know, from *Return of the Jedi* that the Empire flies around in. But you know, just like Star Cruiser flying it around, and we didn't even have to see it. But the moment he got it from the Jawa and then tried to pawn it off and give it to, and so somehow, because Owen returned it, it it's gonna have to get back. Maybe that could be like the closing scene that that uh, him and Owen can get, you know, on a good. I think there's gonna be more bonding than that. Yeah, but if he's, heading off, if he's heading off planet, you know, I, I don't know how much more Tatooine there's going to be unless, uh, you know, he, he somehow gets um, the girl and decides to take her back to Tatooine. But um, wouldn't that be stupid because the whole yeah. point of splitting up the two twins, it was put them on opposite, not, I don't know, opposite, but far reaches, you know, areas of the galaxy so that if you ever found one, the other one was going to be safe. hmm there's no way he's going to bring her back to this planet and then have Luke an a, a little Eopie ride away, a little, you know, alien camel ride away. That'd be just stupid. Why would he keep him? Why, why would he keep Leia? Well, if he's going, he's going to find her. So if he finds her, if he rescues her, where's he going to go? He has to get back and keep an eye on Luke. Yeah. So it's almost like he has a pet that he has to go home and water and keep track of and make sure it's being fed while he's away and that's luke because that's why but he just can't get Owen's away i made it very clear that that's not his job that it's his kid it's his kid so stay there family but still he has that duty to what guilt to anakin for mm-hmm. failure um his own penance you know if he were some sort of orderly of a monk you know he might be flagellating himself out of penance mm-hmm. um for for failing and so to live the hermit lifestyle um it's just very it's very sad for such an adventurous individual that he was to just sit there in a cave all night and then go and cut meat and then yeah. repeat so very sad very so uh yeah so i think that's about it for this one um i enjoyed meeting Bale's wife bria yeah um you know, and, you know, little Tika, and, you know, the, but little Leia was adorable. Um, I enjoyed this first one a lot, and I, I'm really excited to watch the second one soon. It's a very good first episode. Mm-hmm. Any uh, parting shots or anything? You already know what I'm going to say. Man, go ahead. Wait, I forgot his name. Oh, jeez. No, wait. Uh. Okay, no, Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd, comedic actor from the IT crowd that I made the mistake of predicting would show up in a Star Wars series soon because Richard Awadi was in two Zero. seasons of Mando as Zero, the droid, and then we had Matt Barry, um, you know, as the... the um, torture droid guy. The torture droid. Eight eighty eight. ADA, A-D-A. A-D-A, something, something like that, um, you know, for, uh, in Java's Palace. So, no, Chris O'Dowd isn't in this episode, but you know what? Maybe he'll magically show up. So, hopefully. 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 All right. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. It's wonderful to be back. Nolan, a lot of fun chatting with you about this. Very fun. Um, we're trying to keep these podcasts a little bit lighter uh, in They're, in length. A little bit. They don't need to be forever no they don't uh if you have any questions for us uh nolan how can they get in touch with us well you can email us at mallratspod at gmail.com or you can contact us on our various social medias and hopefully kat will do her job and be our social media manager and something like that yeah something yeah i think that works I think that works. That works. Uh, so tune in. We'll get the second one watched and uh, recorded here real shortly. Um, but uh, enjoy this one and um, let us know what you think. What do you think about um, you know the, the episode, the first episode, by the time we record the second one, if you have any questions on the second one or just any Star Wars? Because they had Star Wars Celebration last weekend. So there's a lot of news coming out. Bad Batch season premiere is going to be in the fall. Yeah. Andor is coming up here in August. Um, and that's all before we get into Mando in the spring of next year. So Jeez. just got a lot to uh, to squeeze in. So any questions, please hit us up. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening to Mallrats Podcast. I'm Nolan. And I'm Bob. Goodbye. Bye.